Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you do my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another 42 Level 1. I'm one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy. This is episode 312, 312, and here with me, as always, is the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy Arco. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get into this Yahoo draft. I can't be locked in one draft. <laughs> that would be really annoying. Two seconds. Sorry, yes, yeah, so um, we'll just uh, kick off the show tonight with big screen, wee screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the movies that we've been watching and all the TV also. So, Andy, I know you've been watching some shiz, as you were telling me, so why don't you kick it off while I try and log in this? Yeah, so I've watched two things. Um, first of all, I finished watching Russian Doll on Netflix. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, shit, sorry, yeah, I remember. I, that was the one that said to watch it. Kind of the Groundhog Day programme with her from... Um, Orange is New Black. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I did quite like the show. Um, I, I did, uh, I kind of echo what I said, I think, two, I think it was two weeks ago, where I do kind of wish that they did things a wee bit longer for them, where they like, were able to live out a bit longer first before they died and then reset. Um, but it was a decent show. Like uh, I don't know if I was that happy with the ending, and I, I don't know what they would do if they did a season two or anything like that, because they kind of wrapped it all up. So I don't I don't see a season two coming out of it, but you never know. You never know. But off the back of that, I did also watch uh, Happy Death Day. Yeah, you were saying, yeah, it's uh, basically the same thing, but a movie. It's not, it's really not the same thing at all. Like, it, it's What happens similar. in this programme then? Because, okay, so I mean, similar. let me cover Russian Doll. So Russian Doll is about a girl celebrating her birthday and she dies and comes back to life. What is the basic premise of this movie? Since they're completely different, I just want to know. Well, there's a girl who wakes up okay. and it's her birthday. Uh-huh. Right, okay, got you. And then, completely different so far. And then at one point she dies. <laughs> right. And then comes back to life. On oh, man. You are right, it is nothing <laughs> Okay, so how was this film? Because I have seen it advertised, well, I've seen the second one, I'm sure there's trailer, I haven't paid attention to the trailer, but I think there's a picture of a cake and it's Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the sequel. Um, I actually like mm. what the sequel seems to be doing um, after mm-hmm. seeing the original one, but but this movie's actually really cool because, like, obviously in Russian Doll, you've got the whole thing where they're in this sort of timeline that seems to deteriorate, so you've got, like, the fruit going mouldy and that sort of shit. 
Um, yes. This one is just the exact same day being relived, and everything is the exact same unless she does stuff differently, unless she changes it. So everyone else just goes about their day the exact same, which is I think is really cool because the in in uh, in Russian Doll it kind of changes about a wee bit, especially like as it got towards the ending, like they they started having people disappear. They're like, oh, these people are not here, and it was clear that this isn't like a kind of real thing. But this this movie always felt like real. Do you know what I mean? And and it's more like uh, it's more a psychological, not a horror because it's not like scary or anything like that. Um, rather than the way that Russian Doll does it, where it's it's not quite sci-fi, but it's a kind of existentialism sort of going on, where they try to discover like the meaning in their own life and stuff like that. Whereas in this movie, the the girl has to like solve a problem in order to make the day continue on, like to get to the next day. Which kind of reminded me a little bit more of Groundhog Day than, like the than Russian Doll did. So I'd say it's more like Groundhog Day than Russian Doll, to be fair. But yeah, I thought it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And and it and I thought that the camera looks like a made, horror. I mean, it, it is pitched as a horror, but it's not really like there is there is some elements of like a serial killer and stuff like that in there, but it's not really a horror. It's not scary. It's just like a good movie, kind of like the the Purge was kind of pictures of horror, and then it wasn't like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But but I I really liked it. I thought it was really good, um, and I would definitely recommend watching it. And the new the new one I, I haven't watched the trailer after seeing this movie. Um, actually looks brilliant, like the way that they're taking what happened in the original and kind of building on that. So I I would definitely watch it, but I didn't watch anything else. Oh, cool. Um, I thought you'd watch something else. I'm sure. I'm sure you watched. It, they must. It just must have ran into one because the sound's so similar. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I watched a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while. Um, Creed Two, which okay. is the follow up to the first one. Um, I absolutely loved it. I probably prefer Creed One. Um, this one was really good because it was like uh, in Rocky Four. Obviously, that's where Apollo Creed dies. And uh, Creed's obviously about Apollo Creed's son, and this one, uh, Dolph Lundgren returns um, as like an older Dolph Lundgren because that's what he is now. So like uh, his uh, his kid is like this beast, and he wants to fight Creed, you know, for the legacy. And like Rocky's all like, "There's not going to be a fight," blah blah blah. And um, obviously Michael B. Jordan being all hip hop and street in this one um, decides he got to take the fight. Because it's his rep, cause. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> really good film. No, but there was a okay. point where I'm like, do you think they said turn up the black at this point? Because it's far too over the top. I'm not being racist saying that. I just mean in general, it's like I've seen Michael Jordan act in other films, and he seemed a very hip hop and street in this, more so than the first movie when he was literally off the streets. So. Um, there was a bit that really annoyed me, and I even said to Tasha, "This this just seems over the top here." But it was it was good all in all. I still don't know. Like I don't know if it's because they don't have the full Rocky fanfare that I don't get so hype. Like Mister T fighting Rocky was probably the one that I get hyped most for. However, these movies are great. Like I was speaking to one of my work colleagues the other day and said that um, Creed was good, and she had said that Rocky Six was far too far fetched because obviously you remember that one was Rocky fought like the young dude. <laughs> it was like. It was. It made no sense because Sylvester Stallone was ancient. These ones, however, like it does make sense because Rocky's the trainer. He's the old guy, so 
these these make much more sense. And I really hope they do the Creed three that they've been talking about, even though Stallone says that, that he thinks that's him done. Um, if they don't do anymore, then great. These were a great two additions to the Rocky series as a whole, far better than Rocky five and six. But like, um, I don't I don't have as big a problem actually. I, I'm saying that just because it's trendy to say not trendy because Rocky five's like what thirty years old, forty years old, thirty years old. Um, it's it just like, like um, thirty years old, is it? Must be Rocky Five. Must be thirty years old at least. I. If the Matrix is twenty years old, then definitely nineteen uh, ninety. So nearly, nearly thirty years. What twenty nine years old this year? Yeah. So like, uh, I, I didn't hate it as much that that was the one where Rocky did try and become the trainer, right? Where he was Tommy Gunn, and it was just a street fight at the end because Tommy Gunn was above himself. But like, uh, Rocky Six was just. And I, I love the Rocky movies. It was just ridiculous. Like it, they done the computer simulation, you know, of the young heavyweight champer, the young champer, whatever it was, mm. Mason Dixon, and it, it said that Rocky would beat him, and he get pissed off and started harassing Rocky. It's like there's no, f- there's no governing sports body that would sanction this fight in the world. There's <laughs> no chance, no. Um, because Rocky get brain damage after like was it Rocky Four, and that's why he couldn't fight in Rocky Five because like mm. Dolph Lundgren. And I'm sure I read somewhere Dolph Lundgren actually punched Stallone so hard in that movie by accident that it stopped his heart like during the fight scene in Rocky IV but like yeah Rocky had brain damage even comments on it in this movie that there's some things inside him that's broken that can't be fixed after the fight Um, so yeah Rocky VI was just ridiculous the fact that he went back we've got to build some hurting bombs rock with Polly training (laughs) it's like Polly was a drunken bum there's no way that he'd be helping train Rocky (laughs) so Um, yeah this one was good and there was even a Peter Petrelli obviously played Rocky's son in um Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six, and uh, he returns in this one as well, which is cool. Uh, I do want to see Peter Pacelli become a boxer, not Peter Pacelli, sorry, but Rocky Rocky Junior, whatever <laughs> yeah. his name is, uh, become a boxer and fight Creed because that would I'd want to see that fight more than Creed versus Drago. I get the Creed versus Drago, but I want to see Rocky's son fight Creed's son. That would be awesome. So yeah, it was cool. There were some cool moments in it, and Michael B. John's fantastic. I cannot wait to see him play John Clark. Do you know he's playing John Clark, by the way? Who's, who's John Clark? Uh, sorry, he's uh, Jack Ryan's friend that uh, started Rainbow Six. He's the chief of Rainbow Six. Okay. There's, cool. He's not going to be in the TV show. Okay. He's not going to be in the TV show with Krasinski. It's a separate entity. That's why Clark isn't in the TV show. It's going to be two movies with him. Well, two movies so far, which basically means one with a potential sequel if it does well. Um, but Michael B. John's just a great actor. Like As much as the Fantastic Four reboot or the fan four stick reboot was terrible like he was really good in it uh, as Johnny Storm and uh, he was great as Killmonger we've talked about that before in Black Panther he was absolutely yeah. fantastic like see to be honest I could see it even though like the guy playing T'Challa I can't remember his name he's awesome and cool Michael B. Jordan could have easily played T'Challa as well I think hey, he could on you yeah apparently Killmonger's coming back from what I've been reading it's like well, it has to be flashbacks unless the snap brings them back. I think maybe they'll do that. Like, see fan favourites that they killed off. I think they'll bring them back with the snap because they, they've said that Killmonger might be in Black Panther too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, Who knows? A lot of rumours about that sort of shit going around. Yeah, and no one really knows the truth. But I, I do get that Marvel's kind of cleaning house and like they're winding down their shows. And yes, I know they're not officially cancelled the gifted yet, but it's going to happen, Andy. You know what it is because they've mm-hmm. got X Men now under their umbrella, so they want to kind of restart, refresh with them all. Instead of having like Netflix with these guys, ABC with these guys, they're going to put it all in this streaming app. All their their shows. 
and tie it all under one roof, which is a good way of doing it. It's a really good way of doing it, keeping it all the same. We might have some more interconnectivity this way instead of like, uh, yeah, we would do that, but those guys are written by Netflix and we would do that, but these guys are in ABC now. Yeah, <laughs> just keep them under the same umbrella. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a great move. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't actually, I didn't watch myself either. I didn't watch anything apart from Creed 2. I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Don't have too much to say about it. If you've not seen it, go and watch it. Um, I, I figured out, like, I thought I was ready for season six, um, which is the new one that's out. Um, but obviously it's still ongoing and I was going to wait but <coughs> turns out there's a few episodes of season 5 I've still not seen yet because um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine isn't one that you really need to watch in sequence, you know, there is a kind of overarching story f- sometimes for the season but most of the time like you can just watch an episode and you, you'll know what's going on so I had missed a few of them just going through and rewatching 5 so yeah, I'm, I'm a bit far away from finishing season 5 completely have you, are you in season six yet for that? Um, I can't remember. I think so. No, 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 actually, maybe not. No. Season five is the one where they're in jail at the start. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, and the captain has to do a favour to the guy from Prison Break. Um, yeah, I don't, think I've seen, I don't think I've seen the whole of that season. Yeah, it's really good, man. Really, really good. Terry loves you. <laughs> baby Terry. Absolutely. Baby Terry, giant Terry. Come on, we're going this way, baby Terry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so let's move on to level up. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the video games we've played throughout the week. But most importantly, the video game news. So, Andy, what's been happening in the video game news? So, Nintendo had a direct. Pretty Shit, yeah, direct. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Pretty good direct, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I, f- I forgot it was on, actually, and then. Like I went on Same. Twitter and I, I seen loads. Of, I seen loads of people like tweeting about it. And I'm like, oh, there was a Nintendo right? Should I need to watch this? And and yeah, I watched it. It was really good. Um, so first of all, they announced uh, Super Mario Maker Two coming in June this year. Yeah. Uh, they also announced um, remake of Link's Awakening, which is it's done a kind of 3DS style, to be honest. Like, it's very cartoony and kiddie-ish. Looks alright. wasn't wasn't one of my favourites. Like, did you like this back in the day? What one? Uh, Link's Awakening. Yes, I absolutely loved it. You know, I did. I finished this like four times. I had the standard version in Zelda had, um, and I finished the DX version with the bonus dungeons. Played it most recently when I tried to play every single Zelda game. Um, that was about what three, four years ago, and it put me off RPGs for a whole year. Um, <laughs> not not that game in particular, but just my playthrough of a link. Uh, was it a link to the past? No, not a link to the past. One of them. Um, it maybe was a link to the past. Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> um, Unravel Two is coming to Switch. Box Boy and Box Girls coming to Switch. Um, Bloodstained uh, got a sort of release date. It was coming out in August. Uh, um, they also announced a new game coming from Platinum called Astral Chain, which looks fucking amazing. Like, yeah. did, did you watch the trailer for this game? Yeah, I can't wait for this game. Like, I, I read up some more about it, and basically, the only thing that kind of concerns me is you can control two players at the same time. So one might be the left joystick, one might be the right. So I'm not, I'm not 100 on that about it. But the game looks incredible. All in all, it looks great. It's hack and slash platinum games. But like I said, the fact that you control two players, I'm not well, sure. I don't know, like how much. 
is the second player though because like, the way I, I understand it from looking at that trailer is that you play as like the cop and you've also got this like robot that's kind of chained to you um, yeah not through it. I don't think it's a physical chain, but like some sort of digital chain. Um, and I would imagine that that might play in some sort in the similar way to like Nero Amata plays, which yep. you have like your main character, and then you have like this little robot that flies around you, and it's like a little gunship. And um, obviously, this is a bit more of a thing than that, but I think it looks amazing. It looks really cool. Yeah. And obviously, you're gonna get combined attacks with that robot and stuff like that. So, be really interesting to see how that. How that progresses and i think i'll be in for that one day on um final fantasy 9 tetris 99 and uh an expansion for captain toad came out on that day mm-hmm. tetris, tetris right. 99 is a free-to-play battle royale tetris game <laughs> yeah which is a weird one i haven't i did download it but i didn't play it yet did you download it tetris 99 i'll talk more about it later thanks cool. um there was some more news about Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I think they spent a bit too long on that, like explaining the world and all the shit that was going on. And I definitely lost interest. But like, I'd rather just play that game when it comes out. Same. Yeah, I don't need more information about it. Yeah, like it's a Fire Emblem game. Just show me like a gameplay trailer for like a couple of minutes, and then move on. Don't need to explain the entire fucking premise of the world to me. Like, there's no need for that. Um, do you not think it's weird that Mortal Kombat 11's coming to Switch? No, Mortal Kombat has been in Nintendo before. Yeah, but like, I, I just That's don't know how they're, how they're getting that on the Switch. Like, it's wild. Well, downgrade the graphics. I mean, the Injustice made it to the PS Vita, so. That's true. That's true. I never did play that version. Like, how did you I get did. to the main console version? Fine. Ran absolutely fine. So, imagine it'll be similar to that downscale. Hmm. Nice. Um, and what was the other thing? I mean, that's pretty much it. That's the main things from it. Yeah, the other things were just kind of add-ons to stuff that we already knew about. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the direct? I'll talk more about it later. Okay. <laughs> there is one that you missed that I want to talk about, but I'll talk about it later. Um, a new studies found there's no link between video games and increased aggression in teens. Yeah. I already knew this. Yeah. Like, no, but this was a, the new study, the most varied study with 2,000 participants, and it was by Oxford University. I cannot wait for the next argument with my mother, who's totally old-fashioned with this, who's an academic, and I'm going to start by, oh, they do, right, okay, so you, you're you an academic. Yeah, mum, yeah, 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 you went to university, you were a teacher, yep, yep. So um, Oxford University is quite big. Oh, yeah, 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 and the Royal Science like um, Institution. Yeah, 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 they're big. Okay, so can you read these findings out to make it loud, please, in front of everybody at the dinner table? Thanks, mum. <laughs> Cannot wait for it. She's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, video games don't have any relation to violence. Like, if people nope. are going to be violent... Just like Elvis. Elvis wasn't the devil, you know? Like, may not have been a nice person, but, like, he wasn't the devil, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's a fucking mythological being, but people accused him of being that and rock and roll as a whole, even though Elvis was technically pop music, so... don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at... You listen back to Elvis's music now, and it's, like, it's quite bland compared no. to some of the stuff that's out now. Not that it's bad music, oh. but, like... Look at Marlon Manson. Shit that's about now. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, that's Manson, the thing about... Like, there's much worse stuff out there than him. Oh yeah, it's much worse now. But like, why was Elvis? Why was Elvis classed as rock and roll? Because he he's not. 
like rock and roll rock and roll to me like classic rock and rolls like acdc and aerosmith and that sort of thing you know um so why was i think people would describe those as like hard rock bands and like elvis is oh yeah but hard 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 rock's classic rock to me do you know what i mean like hard rock cafe that style of music that's classic rock and roll you know i think it's just because of the time we grew up in like obviously back in elvis's time like that was probably hard for that time period yeah, when, when like other people were doing, like, what were other things that were out and about then? Like, I don't know, Perry Como and things like that. Maybe <laughs> like old, old music. Um, so Elvis was like kind of a very different thing. He was like the Sex Pistols of that time period. Do you think? Oh, because his sexual moves and his gyrating hips. Oh, that and... as well, yeah. <laughs> they tried, He's they, the devil. Actually, they banned him from like places and like they only shot him from like the waist up and things like that because of his. Uh, sexual gyration <laughs> this is very like, true you like, look at some of the shit that's out there now and you're like hmm okay <laughs> um, but yeah that's America for you uh, anyway moving on with the video game news not the 50s Elvis news <laughs> um, uh, so Machinima shut down completely their YouTube channels and everything like that a couple of weeks ago um, yeah. Rooster Teeth has now taken them over um, and revived the brand Inside Gaming so basically mm-hmm. they've taken over all of Machinima's uh, like YouTube channels and all the social media channels, and rebranded them as Inside Gaming. Cool. Uh, there's a copy of uh, Super Mario Bros. on the NES, which sold for over a hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. Which is pretty crazy. I-, I looked into this a little bit more, and basically what it is is it was a sealed copy of the original game, which was only which was released in the test markets in America when the NES first came over there. And this was basically they didn't have like shrink wrap or anything like that. Then they had sticker seals, so this one has uh, got the original sticker still on it. It's never been opened, so it's really fucking rare. You don't see this. Um, <clears throat> Metro came out, and <laughs> on people discovered that on the back of their box, obviously it's exclusive to Epic Games on PC, and on the back yeah. of the physical edition of the PC version, they just put a sticker over a Steam logo. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was funny because remember that No Man's Sky did this because they had the sticker that had the network thing on it and they yeah. took that off <laughs> and they put a sticker yeah. over it being like eh, no network things. Yeah, that's obviously the box have been the box has been printed and the what you might call the the the, the last minute they made the deal with Epic. Hmm. That's funny. Um, the American government says that a dance cannot be copyrighted. Yeah, because Carlton tried to sue. So this is in relation to folk trying to sue uh, Epic about Fortnite dances. And even though they directly copied the dances from those uh, like videos... From yeah, especially videos, Carton and the guy Turk yep. from from Scrubs. Yep, I mean, they basically like just took that, that video, overlaid a character onto it, and then that's it, done. And it's the exact same dance. And it's kind of bullshit that you can't... Not that you can't copyright it, but they can't... See to me, that's 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 art, right? Dance is still an art form, so why can't you copyright it? Like you can yeah. copyright a movie, so like that's art. So why why can't we download movies? For, well, we can, but you know, it's, I don't get that. So I mean, I don't I don't know how you would police it, like in the real world. Say, like if say someone's doing a dance on the street, like can you hit them with a copyright strike? Going like, oh, you're using my copyright, you have to pay me a fee. Maybe not, but if and if you're like selling that dance to people, 
then mm-hmm. yeah, you should be able to copyright that definitely. Because <laughs> like, I guarantee if if like uh, if Epic could copyright it, they would. If Far Cry New Dawn sales were uh, physical sales were a quarter of Far Cry Primals, which is crazy because this one seems like you know a lot more valid than that last one. Maybe yeah, but I think I think it's due to when it's coming out, and there's a bunch of other stuff coming out as well as um, they didn't get a lot of time to sort of push this one like in terms of like adv- advertising and stuff like that yeah they only announced it a couple of months ago like at the game awards it's crazy anyway, the, uh, the 13% of the physical sales of Far Cry 5 for Far Cry New Dawn that's mental though because <laughs> yeah. this is meant to be an okay game as well it's been getting 7s um, it's supposed to be like not much has changed since five, obviously, because it's pretty close to five when five came out last year. But like, I mean, it's a sequel, you know, and it, it, like Primal reused four's assets for no reason. Yep. Like, if it was a sequel, it would have been more. Of a, this is a direct sequel to the last one, so it makes sense that it uses the same assets because it's in the same place. But I just, um, it's madness, madness. People are maybe just not as into it. Like, did you buy this one? I will buy it, but like it was a choice about a Kingdom Hearts three, and like uh, it's maybe because there's a load of big games just now. People aren't yeah. heading towards a Far Cry sequel. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look at that. Like your uh, <laughs> your number one game of last year, Far Cry five, gets a sequel, and you didn't buy it day one. <laughs> like I think that's speaks volumes. It doesn't because like Kingdom Hearts three, uh, Kingdom Hearts is higher in my all time games than Far Cry five. So oh, like yeah. why? Why would I choose something lower in my all-time games just because it was the best game last year? No, that's true. But you you would think that uh, if the if the game had been like pushed properly, then you would have went, oh, I need to buy this. Like I don't think they've advertised it well enough at all. Possibly, but I still do think I need to buy it. I just don't. Oh yeah. When Kingdom Hearts three, like, like well, I, I don't have anything more to say. It's Kingdom Hearts three. Hmm. Um, so the top 10 for this week was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Kingdom Hearts 3, Use of Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Resident Evil 2, FIFA 19, Jump Force, which is that new kind of crossover game with Naruto and all that in it. And number <clears> 3 was uh, Rootin', Putin Cowboy Tootin' 2, and then number 2, Metro Exodus, and number 1, Far Cry New Dawn. Still got number 1, even though like its sales were so, so far down on the other games. Yeah. So I, think that the, I think the spread is like gone over all these games because obviously like people that might have bought Metro uh, might have also bought Far Cry they hadn't in the same week that sort of thing and uh, Crackdown 3 the other new game that came out missed out in the top 10 completely and I think it ended up at like number 14 or something like that in the in the charts but yeah <laughs> missed out and we'll, we'll talk more about Far Cry uh, sorry uh, Crackdown 3 in a little bit Yep, because we did play that. I did not. I did not play Metro or uh, or Far Cry. Do you know what? I didn't play Metro because Metro is a series that I want to play, and I have played obviously the first one briefly, but I've never finished them. So again, like I pointed out, with people jumping into the third game in a sequence, a, a third game in a series, I'm not about to play the third one when I've not played the first two. No, not in a story-driven shooter like this, where the story seems to be 
carried on. Yeah. Important aspects of it. So, but yeah, interesting anyway. Um, there's a big rumor going around that uh, Scalebound might be being revived as a Switch exclusive. I don't think this is true. <laughs> I don't think it's true either. I don't know where this came from. Like we obviously we got the news from Nintendo Life, but I don't know where this like where the source originated from. And um, but yeah, this is just something that's been misheard. I think I don't think this is actually happening. There's there might be a similar game coming out, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that because obviously like uh, Platinum just announced Astral Chain, so it might have been some sort of cross wires with that. Because that's obviously just being announced for Switch exclusive. Yeah. Uh, there's a Costume Quest TV show coming to Amazon. I enjoyed uh, the first game. I never played the second. Yeah, the first game was really good. Uh, I only played. I played the second very briefly because we got it on Plus on PS3 at one point. Yeah. But they released that game at the wrong time in the in Europe because they brought it out at Halloween in America, and then didn't release it till January. Of the of the like the next year when uh, whenever it came out, um, in Europe, and by that time, nobody gives a fuck about dressing up in costumes at all. I don't know about the. Did you watch the trailer for this? I didn't. I didn't watch the trailer. No, I wasn't overly interested. No. Hmm. I mean, I might watch it. We'll see. Um, and then finally, uh, the PlayStation Vita production in Japan is winding down, so that will be the last. PlayStation Vita is rolling off of the production line. About time. It died like four years ago. Good night, sweet prince. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know about four years ago. To the mainstream, it died four years ago. When they when they stopped releasing like their quote unquote AAA games for it, then you could see the writers on the wall. But it's still been well supported by indie games up until the Switch came out, and then they've kind of moved over to that. Yeah, that's all the news for this week. Cool. So let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that Yahoo Fantasy is absolutely terrible. Um, I was meant to be doing a draft there, and like I've got Mark, you know, Motherwell Mark as well, sitting. I've got Ross, I've got Craig, I've got mate Dan, you know, Danny Verburn as well, and they're like, what the hell's going on? And like it was meant to start at half past, and it just kicked us all out and said, sorry, there's no draft for this league. And it's like, but there should be. There definitely should be. Um, so, yeah, um, Yahoo Fantasy is terrible. It's now just saying request denied when I'm even trying to access the page. So, um, and if anybody in the chat knows a good fantasy league, I know the basketball is nearly done. Is ESPN? I'm going to try ESPN. Let me know how that is. Um, I can't be bothered in this. So, Andy, what have you been playing? Well, I figure. <clears throat> Um, so I've played a few things. Um, first of all, so I did play more Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, I am now up to the Pirates world, playing through that just now. Uh, I don't mind this world, actually. It's not bad. <laughs> like, the graphics are really nice in that. In it. Um, it did have probably the longest underwater section I've ever played in any game that wasn't an underwater game. However, the swimming was decent in it. I thought the swimming was really good in it. The swimming was okay. The underwater combat was terrible, though. Did not oh, it was awful. You just had, <laughs> it was so simplistic. You could just stand back. They, they just took away, like, 
all of the combat stuff from the game pretty much and had you just normal attack like because you couldn't do any of your links or anything like that and you couldn't use the uh the like uh the fairground moves or anything like that so really weird decision to ha- even have underwater combat in it but okay they've done it before obviously with um what you call it a uh, little mermaid yeah and I, I understand that that's a completely underwater world that makes sense here it doesn't make sense because like obviously jack sparrow couldn't come with you like you because he's a normal guy he's not some sort of magical being that can swim underwater and hold their breath for 18 years and talk underwater for some reason like how can sora talk underwater how True. possible? <laughs> like, you think they would have tried to explain that, like put a bubble around his head or something like that? But no, they did not. Because in the little mermaid world, they did something like that before, didn't they? Not? Yeah. Yeah, it was like speech it. bubbles. It was speech bubbles. Yeah. He didn't didn't use his voice. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, but obviously Jack Sparrow didn't come with you, which kind of negated the whole point of being in the Pirates of the Caribbean world. But you know, yeah. um. Yeah. I did like he the, fought alongside you a couple of times. Yeah, uh, before before you go into that fucking ridiculously long underwater section. Um, I did, I did, I do like though what they've done in, in this particular level because it feels quite varied in what you're doing. Because you've got like the ship combat, which is basic but absolutely fine, and you've also yeah. got like they've they've got the kind of different bits of combat in it where the, at one point you're like on the back of a missile when you're chasing a giant fucking dragon thing, um, and I thought that was quite different from from some of the other combat because I didn't enjoy doing that when you were flying about on the back of Baymax in the Big Hero 6 world yeah but yeah so I've, I've enjoyed that I, the Big Hero 6 world was okay but it was really repetitive <clears throat> like really repetitive and boring um, I did like the story they did in that world though, it was alright but way too repetitive for what you actually got to do in terms of the gameplay Um and I also did the world. So I did the frozen world as well, which was garbage, like you said, really bad. Yep. It was all. Let's go back up the hill now to yep. find Elsa. You up had to f- up the mountain. mountain. Up the up mountain. mountain. Down the mountain. Down the mountain. And it was not varied enough because it was a snow level. It'd be different if it was different sides of the mountain. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, they, they didn't enjoy that at all. Um, so, like, overall, and I think I'd done the Toy Story World for last week, didn't I? can't remember. Uh, no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, well, I did the Toy Story World as well, which I quite enjoyed because it was a different, because uh, it was different from, like, the Toy Story stories that we've had before. And it was it was decent enough. The, the Paris one I'm probably enjoying the most so far out of the, out of the ones that I've done. Um, the crab thing, I think, is totally fine so far. Like I went and yep. collected the three hundred crabs in the water on the island. So, yeah. And I don't know if if that's the problem that you had, or if you have to collect more crabs. Going um, have you collected the crabs in the island? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, there's, there's crabs later on. I, th- I thought there might be, but I mean, as long as they're kind of similar to this one going around and collect the crabs that's fine because they were all kind of in, basically in a set path where you just followed a path around the island of crabs and went and got them all and that was okay I didn't mind doing that I got more than enough to upgrade the ship and that's kind of oh it's, it's not a set path wait until it happens it's not a set path no no but in, like on this it was a set path so like in, on the pirates on the Port Royal Island um, but yeah um, the gameplay and stuff like that overall for the game not enjoying it that much to be honest like, it's alright, but it's nothing special. 
I wouldn't say. It's something I haven't experienced before. I, I thought it would be more fun than, uh, than the experience that I'm actually getting out of it. Um, I think one of the kind of biggest problems is that there's no media recovery which is uh-huh. just baffling so like i'll i'll be like there, there was one especially like in the uh the, oh sorry i did the monsters inc world as well which was i didn't do that much um but it was in the monsters inc world i was fighting against this boss and basically he was like rushing corner to corner across this little box and i'm like okay mm-hmm. that's fine um but he would hit me up into the air and then before i'd recovered he'd turn around and come back and hit me again so i'm just like getting hit and bouncing up and down in the air unable to do anything because I can't do a mid recovery. I'm like, Ugh. and that was really frustrating because you want the combat to be fast and fluid and then when you you can't, when you don't have that mid recovery, you need to wait until you hit the ground. So like in that instance, I wasn't hitting the ground so I was just getting damaged all the time. It also interrupts you like when you're trying to heal up and, and somebody hits you, then it cancels you out of that and you have to go back to the menu again which is, it's fiddly like going D-pad I uh, potion that's fiddly to me same if you did cure as well like using the spell so like I almost never use the spells and for like item recovery I try to wait till like Donald heals me because Donald would usually try to heal me um, but I'm really enjoying the story like the overarching story of the of Kingdom Hearts <laughs> which is confusing and hard to follow but I mean, I mean that's what I'm powering through the kind of more generic stories of the worlds for is to get to that next kind of deeper story to see what's actually going on yeah I mean the the best part like I was saying is the story of um, the Kingdom Hearts story Um, the Disney story is very boring like reflecting on the game if I've got a top 10 just now, that's at number 10. Put it that way. Yeah. And, Until and I've now, finished other games this year. Yeah, I don't know that if it will necessarily make it into my top 10. Depends how the, the last kind of part of the game goes. So, like, I'm now 24 hours in to the game. And I think I'm level yeah. 30, 33, something like that. Yeah. So, I'm, I must be getting towards the kind of end game now. Because this is the last, I think this is the last world that I know about. Alright. Yeah, like a couple other. There's a yeah. few other worlds, but basically after this when it's all Kingdom Hearts story and this is where the story actually gets good and that's why I kept saying, why didn't they just do more of this? Like if Square World's added in, like the Disney worlds, once you get to this part of the story, feel like, well, why was I wasting my time there to stuff that didn't really matter to the mm-hmm. story? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, the story's like, okay, Sora needs to go and power up. And he hasn't found out anything about powering up apart from like, I'm obviously I'm leveling up, but he hasn't really discovered how to power, power himself back up yet. Which No. It just feels like you've, like you say, you've just kind of gone into these worlds and just helped out the people that are in there. Um, but have they... you helped them? Because organisation weren't really damaged them either, so it's like... No, what? they were just leaving them to it, but... Um, what did you achieve, rid- though, in those worlds? Like, got they weren't doing the heartless from those worlds, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mind the Big Hero 6 story. Like, I thought that was quite cool, how they, like, they were bringing the old Baymax back and then you had to fight Baymax and stuff like that. That was quite cool. I like that. Um... The Toy Story one, like the, it was kind of generic with like, oh, Buzz is questioning things. He's bad. You're like, okay, <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch, but okay, fair enough. Um, the Tangled World, like I said, was, was a bit of shit. Uh, all of it, like, because it cut out too much from the movie and it made no sense. Same with Frozen. 
Like it cut out so much from the movie that the story of the world didn't make any sense. Yep. Because like, how is it? How is Elsa good in any way, shape, or form? She's not in that in that Kingdom Hearts version of it. She's not good at all. She creates a blizzard and a giant ice castle and tries to shut everyone off. And everybody comes and bothers her, and she uh, attacks them with a giant fucking snowman. Like, yep. <laughs> she's bad. <laughs> she's a bad guy. Um, and they try to say that she's good, and she's not good. Like. At all, <laughs> I've, yeah. I, I, I didn't pay attention to the movie, so mm. like it was a really bad movie. I mean, the, mo- the and there's a sequel okay, coming. But, yeah, and the movie's okay. <clears throat> it's not one of my favourites, but um, in in the Kingdom Hearts world, like Anna, her sister is the is the hero. She's like the light of that world, not Elsa. And they said there's two of them, but Elsa is not a light at all in the Kingdom Hearts world. Like, she just isn't. But yeah, um, so that's kind of Kingdom Hearts. Didn't play any more of that. But like I say, I'm getting towards the kind of end game-ish sort of way now, I think. I think once I get this world out of the way, hopefully I'll start to enjoy the game again. Um, hopefully. Uh, not, but to be fair, though, like I am enjoying this particular world. Um, I was saying to you earlier on, like, I thought it would have been really cool if they'd done it like Pirates is the first world. You're stuck here on an island, you need to repair your ship and then you need to go out in this you go to other islands and that's where the other worlds are fine ditch the gummy ship get it to fuck you can still go to you can put portals in the game to transport you to any world you wanted that's how you do it you do not make the gummy ship the gummy ship does not need to be a thing it was so bad but yeah so that's kind of much um played two other games so first of all i played uh, Anthem. Oh, Anthem God. <laughs> so, Ew. Anthem's on EA Access now, and you can do. Yeah, your... I'm gonna go and get a drink. I'm not even putting it in the chat. I want, to, I, want to, I want to tell you about this. No, I need to tell you about this. I'm gonna wait till he comes back to tell tell you about this but anyway um if you do want to play anthem you can uh, i would recommend doing it this way to just get get a taste of the game to see what if you like it or not um ea access on xbox one um it's available now <clears throat> comes out in a few days time um but you can get a 10 hour free trial through ea access okay, so are you back ali yeah are you so, finished no no um so anthem is kind of an interesting game so um I I don't really have an interest in buying this game before I played it. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and a lot of that's because it, it seems like Destiny to me, where it's that whole loop of go, do a mission, get loot, come back. Um, and from actually having played the game, I, I quite like the way they've set it up and like the premise of the game and stuff like that. You, you're you a guy and he goes into a suit and you go and you, you fly around and shoot stuff. Kind of sci-fi made by like some of the guys that made Mass Effect and things like that. That's cool. Um, and when you actually get to play the game, yep. the shoot the shooting mechanics are brilliant, spot on. Um, and when you're on the ground, it's actually a really good game. Like the sh- everything is really fun. Um, it's very reminiscent of Destiny, though. Go to this point and wait for your AI companion to hack this device. <laughs> like totally reminds me of the Destiny Ghost. Though there's no like actual physical embodiment of that with you it's just a, a guy that's kind of connected into your suit and it's like oh i need some time to hack this thing hold off the the generic alien things okay um 
The world is quite cool though. It looks really nice. The graphics are really good, and the gameplay um, is really fluid when you're doing that. However, the movement is absolute shit, which is the the flying component of the game, which is I would say probably fifty percent of the game, at least if not more. Um, so when you're flying about, it feels horrible, absolutely yeah. terrible. I hated the flying controls completely. Um, I mean, it's not as bad as like fucking uh, Superman or. Well, Superman 64 and things like that but it just doesn't feel right like because I remember like when uh, people went to press events and stuff like that for this game and they're like oh you feel like Iron Man you don't fucking feel like Iron Man you feel like some sort of like I don't know lead bird floating through the sky like it's it's horrible um, and yeah. when you come down and when you come down to land like they try to make it look like you're landing in like the Iron Man pose but it just like it's such a jarring cut that it doesn't feel right <laughs> at all it's like boom. Because you're flying and your guy's head basically hits the ground and then you're all of a sudden in this Iron Man pose. Like, hmm, okay. Um, so yeah, d- didn't like the flying at all. Also, your flying's limited. Um, and obviously you'll upgrade this as time goes by, but like as you're flying along, your uh, your suit thing starts to overheat. So th- you need to cool it down by like going through a waterfall in the game, which there are a lot of, or like doing like a dive bomb. So if you like dive down towards the ground, then your suit cools down, and then you can sort of go back up again. Um, but that's not fun doing that. You want to just fly from point to point as quickly as possible because the flying is not fun. <laughs> um, no. Also, when you when you're flying about trying to shoot things, not fun at all. Which is what Iron Man does. Iron Man flies about, shoots stuff, and it's fast and fluid and stuff like that. And from people saying that this game makes you feel like Iron Man. I'm like, oh, that should be a thing that you should be able to do, and it does not feel like that at all. Um, so, like, the first kind of suit that you start off with is, like, just a generic sort of suit, and then you get the option to choose between one of four sort of different suits. With They're kind of, like, basically different classes. So I was like, well, maybe it's maybe it's too slow, and that's why I'm not enjoying it. So I picked, the, like, the fast suit out of the four you could choose, because there's, like, a big chunky one that looks like a Hulkbuster type thing, and then there's, like, a Scout one that's the fast one. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go this, I'll go this one, see if I like it better. And I liked it even less, <laughs> going faster. It's like, it just didn't feel right. It was not fun to move about at all. Um, which is a shame, because, like I say, the actual combat side of it was fun. And I didn't have any connection issues whatsoever, because I played with some other people earlier on, just randoms. Um because the first mission you do solo, and then the second mission is, like, okay, now we're going to team you up with three other people, and you're like a crew that's going out to go and rescue this guy. Like, okay, cool. And I did it absolutely fine without communicating with these people whatsoever. But yeah, like I said, the, the flying's terrible. And once you go back into the hub world, though, it's in first person for some reason. And the first person, you just you feel like you're playing as the Hulk because you move so slowly. <laughs> like, unbelievably slowly. Like, why is this man so slow? Like, inside this suit, is he some fat, hulking, like, big bastard? Um, and it just it doesn't feel right at all. I don't understand why they've put it in first person for this point. Like, at all. They should just have left it in third person. Like, completely done away with this first person, but, yeah. Um, so I don't know if this game has got legs or, or anything for me. What it did make me want to do, though, is it makes me want to go and play Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, which was a good game. Dad yeah. overlooked. I need to finish it, but I'd probably at this stage. It should be on my back backlog, but it's a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, I put in like I'm sure you did as well. Like I put in like eight hours. Um, eight, eight nine hours, so, yeah. Yeah, so I I got like 
I got past the intro and like into <clears> the kind of main <throat> chunk of the game, and I did like it, but I just never ever got around to getting back to it. And I did pick it up in a sale, so that uh, so I've got it digital, so I can go back to it at some point. But um, but yeah, Anthem's probably not one that I'm going to buy. However, I think that if the flying mechanic was more fun to do, then I would I would have been tempted to buy it because I I did like the shooting and stuff like that, and it was really good and it felt fluid and uh, like I say, the connection and stuff like that was perfect between me and the other players. So. If if only the half the game wasn't awful, <laughs> I would buy it. It just looks terrible to me, man. I have no interest whatsoever about it. Seems to me like if I feel they need to play an online shooter, and I will be soon. When I think when the update of Call of Duty hits, that's when I'm going to get back on my multiplayer. Hmm. Have you seen that? Did you see the trailer for the 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 stuff added? It's actually like a total turn out a swerve out of nowhere of like what's happening, like. Like cops and robbers still, like it looks kind of like payday. Like they've added like cars. Like I did not see them going this way with with this DLC anyway. So it's quite interesting. I mean, I'm not interested in, in it unless they're adding stuff to blackout. To be fair. Oh, they are as well. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They're adding blackout. There's a new bit of the map. There's um, see where the the wind farms are. There's like a new ghost town there, which looks like a wild west style town. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested to jump back in at Blackout. The rest of it, I don't care about anymore. At all. No. <laughs> like, the main multiplayer and, like, the zombies, I don't think I'll ever go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so the only other thing I played this week was Crackdown, which we'll talk about together. Cool. So, I'll talk about what I've played first. Oh, man. I'm so tired today after to that kids play area. Um... I played Mother 3, which, as you know, is Earthbound 2, if you will, because Mother 1 they called Earthbound Beginning, so I'm calling this Earthbound 2. Um, I beat the Mecha Dragon. Um, Of course, he's going for a drink for something interesting, but he made me wait for Anthem. So I beat the Mecha Dragon, finished the stories that dad. Um, I started the next chapter, and I'm playing as the Thief, or the thief's son, and I have to go steal something out of, like, a castle. So he said to go downstairs and get the thief's equipment. And um, i done that, and then I stopped because, like, I was wondering where where the hell is Lucas? Like, Lucas is the character we've got an amiibo of. Lucas is the one that you always see um, when they show Mother 3. Like, everybody's demanding Mother 3, Mother 3, Mother 3, and, um, like... I don't know. This this is kind of weird. Like I enjoyed playing his dad, who kind of remembers Rick from Walking Dead because he's like a cowboy hat. He was kind of the unofficial sheriff. And uh, sorry, when you beat the Mecha Dragon, it still doesn't um, it still doesn't like let you rescue Lucas or his brother. And I don't I don't get what's happening. Like the chapters have set out weird. Um, I'm enjoying the game though. Um, it is the English fan translation because obviously this game's not ever released over here. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Like, um, it's not the game that I expected um, because playing through Earthbound, you play as Ness, and so far I've just been Ness and his friends. And I thought because obviously before I'd fired this game up, um, Lucas was all I'd seen. So it's just very weird that 
I'm still not Lucas, and they've given me this whole other character to play after I've finished as the dad. So I it's don't know what. Screen, bait and switch. That's what it is. No, well, it's, it's more. Well, it's not really because all I knew, like, was that Lucas was the amiibo, and Lucas is the character you always see pictured. So I thought it would be like Earthbound, where it was nests, and I'm still playing bits of Earthbound. Um, but like Mother Three, I'm really enjoying it, and I just thought, well, why am why am I not Lucas? Now I'm the thief, and I have to go to the castle, and it's like. Oh, so I don't really know what's going on. I assume it will look back round, but maybe maybe you don't ever play as Lucas, and the whole thing's just to rescue him. Um, this one's more like sci-fi fantasy than Earthbound because Earthbound's more like okay, so it's science fiction elements, right? Because there was a spaceship that crashed, but it was more grounded in reality. Like there was no stealing stuff from a fucking castle or mecha dragons to fight. You know, it's like um, they're not like direct sequels to each other. It's like whatever, but. It's it's enjoyable. I'm just really confused of why I'm not Lucas. And like, cause I had this expectation of going in and playing as Lucas. It's not that I'm losing interest, but I'm kind of like, oh, when do I get to play as him? Like, so uh, yeah. Anyway, like it's it's a really good game. If anybody gets a chance to play it and they, they like the Earthbound, I would definitely recommend going and getting the fan translation of Mother Three because it doesn't look like anytime soon we're going to see Mother 3 uh, an English translation at all. I don't know why, because it gets so much love for it, but who knows. Um, I don't think they forgot about the series, obviously, because they do joke about it and speak about Mother 3. And um, it, If it did come out, I reckon it would be called Earthbound 2, though, because when they released Earthbound 1 on the Wii U, it, like I said, it was called Earthbound, Earthbound Origins or Earthbound Beginning. Mm-hmm. So... This one, I imagine, would be Earthbound 2 or Earthbound something, because that's what the series is known here. But like I said, Mother 3, you can find the fan, the English translation quite easily on the internet. And you can order like an actual physical cartridge version of it on Etsy pretty easily if you want that. And I've seen a few YouTubers that have got that version of it. Um, I, I don't have a Game Boy Advance anymore. I do still have my Game Boy adapter from my phone, but I don't have a Game Boy Advance to play it on. So I'm using my Game Boy phone adapter to play it, and that's pretty cool. Um, so, I also played Tetris 99, which is the game that came out, and it's Battle Royale Tetris, and I thought, do I need this game? Mate, I played it for three hours the, the night it came out. My battery died. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, it's you versus 98 others. So, you've got, it's just Tetris. Um, you know how usually you compete uh, in Tetris, you get a line or two or three lines that sends blocks to the other persons, but this time it's 98. 98 other people so basically you've got controls in the right analog stick of who to target like you can target someone that's nearly getting knocked out you can target the person that's attacking you you can choose random or i can't remember the other option so it's like quick flick like if you flick up you you target the person that's attacking you and most of the time they'll back off you but at one point like you can see in your stats everybody started targeting me and i'm like what am i doing wrong and it said like the most people that's attacked me at once was eight eight people were sending all the blocks to me mm-hmm. uh, the best the best that i've done was 14th which i got in like my third or fourth game um i got to the top 10 though and my battery died so and i, I never got further i was playing the best game of my life like i had a clear screen almost and uh, i was in the top 10 and my battery dies on my switch so raging mm-hmm. ran up to get my charger to hopefully this will be able to click it back on because you know sometimes it would kind of store it in the memory and if I got it back on it would just assume that I'd accidentally pushed a button but no unfortunately the switch went to full boot up and I'm like no 
But yeah, three hours and the night that I play it every night. It's absolutely addictive. I'd highly recommend it. It's free, completely free, and there's no like paid elements in it at all. It's literally just base Tetris, but you're against 98 other people. Doesn't even try to explain itself. It just you've got the four options of who to attack and play Tetris and try and win. So they're calling it Tetris Battle Royale, but it's not not really. It's just Tetris against a lot of people. Um, that, that is what a battle royale game is, though. I suppose, like, once yeah. But... Once you're out, you're, you're dead. You're removed from the game. So. And and like I like Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I got like when the Switch launched. And I mean, the community that's just died. Like the folk that I follow on Twitter through that game, like they're like, I cannot get a game on this at all. There was like two people online at one point because of Tetris Ninety Nine. Um, very addictive, and like I said, free. And there's no like monetization in it, so which I was surprised by. Uh, so there's nothing, not even cosmetic stuff. It's just a whole oh, free game. So, um, absolutely recommend it. You should give it a shot. Oh no, I definitely will. I did download it, I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, I think with with this, this is kind of part of Nintendo's push for their online service, because obviously it's an online It's game a Switch online have, game. Yeah. yeah, you need to have the Switch online service to be able to play this, so it's good kind move. of part of that. Yeah, good move. And I'm telling you, right, see when that Tetris music gets fast in this, and it says like 50 halfway you do start panicking, man. Like, you start making silly mistakes, you know, and then you're glancing at the other tiny screens because you can see all the screens, but they're just tiny. Yeah. And you're, you're like, oh, my God, like, he's he's, he's, he's got, like, nothing and he's sending all his blocks my way because you can see the wee red light coming towards you when you're being targeted. Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's a fucking great move from them. It's, it's, this could potentially be in my game of the year list and because I love Tetris. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I also played another game that I bought just after the Switch because of tradition. Um, Final Fantasy IX. Um, put oh, nice. a few hours into it. Uh, I got it on the Switch, obviously, and it looks great, like absolutely phenomenal. Um, I done the sword fight QT. Um, you know the bit where it's like because uh, there's a there's a stage and there's a production going on, mm-hmm. and you're kind of trying to kidnap the princess. Well, I had to do the sword fight, which is a QT, and I done it perfect for the first time ever. And mm-hmm. uh, usually it says like seventy percent. 70 people were impressed, the Queen was not impressed and this time I got 100 people were impressed and the Queen was mildly amused they shower you with 100,000 gil so I've started the game with 100,000 gil 100,000 gil because I've never, I've, never, I've never done this before in all the times I've started this game so um, <clears throat> I, I did the whole kidnap the princess and uh, which is basically uh, it's a fucking time waste because it's pre-game style stuff and you're running about the castle and you're going in one room and you're seeing them running the other way and you eventually get to the right room and it triggers a cutscene because you're playing as the big night guy and yep. um, I've, I, I got there and basically I got on the ship and it gets shot down by the queen and I'm now in the forest and I don't think I've ever made it past this part like every time I've tried okay. to play Final Fantasy 9 <laughs> that's that's what I mean like the tail does annoy me so much but I'm trying to push past <laughs> it that's right yeah yeah, I'm trying to get past it to get to the story. Um, so I've made a vow that like, I'm going to play some of it tonight after I've done a few rounds of Tetris, and I'm going to try and get out the forest, because obviously that's where the ship lands and the party's kind of split up. Um, but yeah, every t- like I had this... I'm sure... I, no, I didn't get it in the PS1, because I'm sure it came out when the PS2 was out. Almost sure it did. Um, could be wrong it on that might one. Have, it might have come out just after the PS2 came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so at that point I wasn't getting it. And then I believe the first time I bought it was either PS3 or PSP, whatever it first came out. And every time I tried to get into it... Uh, another thing is, right, sorry, it, it, I know I keep jumping about here, but Final Fa- after coming off of Final Fantasy VII, 
which were kind of similar, you know, that sort of met kind of future fantasy. This felt like at the time, obviously, when I didn't appreciate games as much, um, it just looked to me like a step back to how Final Fantasy used to be. And I know that's kind of the point now. And I don't look as harshly on games as I did when I was like a teenager. So um, me seeing that, all the cutesy graphics and the fantasy stuff and the wee wizard and stuff, I was like, I ain't playing this yet. And plus I've got the PS2. So um, yeah. And then when I did pick it up, the tail annoyed me so much. But I'm just going to try and push push through and get the story because it's one of the main ones that I've never finished it. To like, I finished seven, nearly finished eight. I more or less know what happens in eight. I got the last disc, the boss, and remember my disc was corrupt. But by that stage, games electronics boutique said it was out of warranty or whatever, and I'm like, no, and I've never went back to eight. And at this stage, I'm waiting the remake that Andy thinks coming. Uh, Ten, I've finished. Thirteen, I've finished. Well, no, I didn't finish. I got bored of that game. Uh, Fifteen, I finished. 12, definitely finished that one. So, like, I've finished most of the ones in 7, except 9, I've not even really got... Like, every Final Fantasy, including, like, 6 and stuff, I've got past, like, at least a good half chunk of the game. And, like, 4, I've, four I absolutely love. But, like, the only ones... I've never started 5. 1 and 2, I'm never going to play. You know, but the rest of them, like, I played the 3 remaking the DS. So, 9's the only kind of modern-ish one, or the one from that era, that I've not even gave an attempt to start. Because, obviously, with the, with the 8-bit era... 16-bit era and eight, um, eight, seven, eight, nine were from the 16-bit era or 32-bit era. Sorry. Never gave nine a fair shake, um, which I really should. Um, so I'm I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's a really good game. Like I never finished it, but I got a good, good chunk of the way through it. Um, like you've not even got to VV or anything yet. Like, but like I said, I've be. I, I remember <laughs> seeing a. When I played this the other night and the ship landed in the forest, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part. And then I remember going, huh, yeah, I've, I've never even left this part. So I've not even got to like the main city or met yeah. all the cast yet. Or anything. I've not got to open world or nothing. So yeah. Um, and going by like Woods and what you say about it and all these other guys I watch, it's like a lot of people's favourites now. And I'm like, these are gamers that I've, I value their opinions on, mostly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so why don't I go back and play nine? So yeah, I'm going to play nine. Um, also, anyway, moving on from nine, uh, I got uh, the demo for Yoshi's Crafted World. Okay. This game's everything that I wanted. Like moving in and out of the screen, playing the level forwards and backwards, like playing it different ways, you know, to try and get the secrets. It's like a really good Yoshi game. The style's lovely, even in handheld. And it's exactly what I want from that game. So yes, I'll be getting this game. I don't know if I'm going to day one this game because Yoshi games aren't always like Mario. They can take a price drop. Um, I don't know if I want to be dropping £45 on it day one. So I would say it's probably going to go the same way as Kirby and just be the exact same, keep it to value. Um, it looks really fucking easy. This is my kind of only issue with it. Like yeah, for, £45. If I finished Mario on else like is yoshi going to yeah. take me even as long as that you know yeah. so <laughs> like kirby kirby bethany beat it in five hours so yeah i didn't i didn't find it a challenge <laughs> to be fair even though the, the problem is it looks nice and it plays nice but can i at my age justify paying that money for it hmm. so um yeah uh basically it's, it's fun to play but I, like i can justify it. like if lexi was older and wanted it i could justify it that way but see just now it's like to be honest, I would rather use the money for Far Cry, which is cheaper than it, you know, to play through. So, as much as it's a nice game, 
I could see it hitting a sale. I would happily have paid it if it was £30, you know, like Captain Toad came out at. But I know, obviously I know this is a new game, it's not a remake, but £30 is sort of the price point where I could jump on this game. But And that's not me slating or taking anything away from the game. Like, it's incredible. I love the Yoshi games. Like, the last one I really liked was the 3DS one. I love, my favourite one's the N64 one. E-A-O, E-A-O. And you had to collect all the eggs and, like, I, I beasted that game at my cousin's because Louise had it and I was sitting playing it at hers. Um, and I got all the Yoshis unlocked. And then she deleted my save the next time I came up, and I was really annoyed by it because I was like, "There's three save slots. You're so selfish." Even though it's her console mm-hmm. and her cartridge, but yeah, um, you know she's good. But again, yeah, they are kind of simplistic, and even more so since the Woolly World, they're kind of aimed more to a younger audience now, whereas the older Yoshi games were kind of more complicated. I felt, yeah. and they were they were a bit more of a challenge. But they've took a total turn and they've kind of aimed towards the kid market and they've got the colours and the land, it just looks like a toy game but yeah, anyway, great game just I don't know if I'm going to day one that now after playing it sadly um, so right, uh, the next one I played um, was a demo that released as well and it's a very early demo but they've even said it's an early build and they actually want feedback from the demo um, Demon X Machina um, which was announced uh, was that a year ago it got announced for the Switch? Mm, I, I think it was E3 last year. E3 last year. It is coming out this year, but I think it's going to be end of the year. But yeah, they're using this demo for feedback. Um, I'm very interested in this game now, whereas I wasn't before, because um, like mech games aren't really my thing, but this one's good because it's not overcomplicated. Felt more kind of like Zone of the Enders. Um, you can upgrade the pilot and the mech, and when you upgrade your pilot, it helps you. Like if you upgrade your strength in your arms, the mech gets stronger. It, like your legs, your head, you get different visions, and it alters the look of your player character. Like because you're a pilot that pilots these things, and um, like I've got glowing green eyes and like blue lightning strips down my face now from upgrading. Um, so you can you basically get a tutorial style mission, but it's not overly holdy handy. It just kind of basically tells you the, the skill the the controls and then goes go for it yeah. um so you can fly you can kind of hop above the ground but this is a game designed to play in the air you can shoot down buildings um you get missions through the orders that are sent to like your kind of home hub that's where you can upgrade your pilot you're on about as the player character um it's got a cell shading kind of look to it and it feels like an anime like i actually had to look up to see if this was based on an anime because i went i would actually watch this um the only thing that i would criticize if they send me a form i'm definitely going to fill it out is as much as the environments have got this kind of cool, like, orangey kind of burnt earth kind of look to it, you know what I mean? Like a kind of scorched earth style thing. I don't think it's yeah. on earth. Or if it is, it's a weird version of it. Um, the enemy characters have kind of also got a ready orange hue, so it's sometimes kind of hard to keep a track on them, like the smaller ships, because they blend in with the buildings and the, the backgrounds. So that's fine. It's got kind of combat on the ground as well, so there's, like, tanks and stuff, but... Um, the harder ones to take out are the like enemy mech suits. So I was on the ground and like you can salvage mechs that you've taken down, like and you get a choice: do you want to steal his weapon or a, like a part of it? So like I stole a right arm, a left arm, a right arm off one, a left arm off the other legs, and then a head off. Like so, you can scrap these things or send them back to base. Sorry, um, or you can choose the weapon. So you have to kind of balance: do you want to upgrade your mech suit or do you want better weapons? So I chose to upgrade the the mech, um, and the first time that I played it. 
the story's kind of cool, like you're this kind of rookie, kind of new guy, and you've got this whole kind of team that remind me, not not remind me of Star Fox, because it's all human characters, but you know that sort of camaraderie where they're all like kind of slating each other and having a laugh and joke. Um, and I do, I do, I do really like this game though. I'm interested to see where it goes. If this was like a very early build of the game that they want opinions on, they've released as a demo, as they said, then I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, this is a game I think I've seen it and I went, oh, this looks cool, and then I changed my mind on it because it was a mech game, and I like, I don't like like um, what is it? Armored Core or something; those were always overcomplicated. And remember the controllers that came out for them—that was like eighty different buttons or something. Um, this one's very simplified; feels more like a kind of platinum-y kind of game. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I played of it, and I'm I'm going to follow along with it, whether I get it or not. I'm not sure, but I'll be interested to see the how this pans out. Um, definitely give it a try. It's, again, it's called the Prototype Mission, so again, it's a prototype build of the game. And, they do want feedback, which does worry me if they're legit about that, that it's out this year and this is a prototype build at this stage because that always worries me. Like, So we'll wait and see. I, I would hope that if they get enough criticism, not that I felt that there was enough, like targeting was fine, like the mech flying about was okay. Uh, I, I would prefer if my mech ran in the ground rather than kind of done this stupid hover thing. You know, like it does this thing where he just kind of hovers left and right. You know, almost like he's a ice hockey player, like the way he's skating and stuff. I would rather he kind of just ran, you know, like in Transformers. That would have been cooler to me. Um, but I'll feed it all back if I get one. But um, I don't know if you would like it, but I mean, it's f- try it. So it's there. Nice. Um, and obviously the last thing I played was game Crackdown 3. Um, we covered a lot of this somewhere else, but I'll let Andy announce that at the end of the show. But Andy, what did you think of Crackdown 3 anyway? So yeah, have, have you played any more since uh, since we spoke about it? You have, cool. I, yeah, have. I have as well. <clears throat> um, I haven't played a huge amount more, and like what I've done in the game is kind of mainly just been jumping in and uh, going to like a waypoint on the map and going and doing that one specific mission or whatever. Like going and doing one of the monorails or going and taking down one of the like machines, that sort of thing. And then uh, from there, like. Once I've done that, I'll just kind of look around and go, oh, there's an orb. And I'll go get the orb. And then I'll go, oh, there's another orb. And I'll go and get the orb. And like what starts as like a 10-minute gameplay session turns into like three or four hours. Like, yep. <laughs> And I think that's that's kind of the beauty of this game is that you technically could jump in and just play for 20 minutes. Because I have done that a couple of times where I've, I have just jumped in, gone around, done a couple of orbs, a couple of those missions, and then jumped back out. But you can also get completely lost in it and just go off on on a major tangent of from what you were originally trying to do. Because like you might be on your way to go to like the waypoint, um, and happen to see like an orb off to the left, and then go, oh, there's an orb, go get it, and then oh, there's a, a monkey barrel. Oh, I need to break that, go smash it, and then you see something else and like a driving challenge or something like that, and you try and do that. Um, but yeah, I've I've really enjoyed this game so far. Um. I don't think the story's particularly amazing. However, it's definitely functional for the type of game that it wants to be. Um, yeah. Because it, it just kind of sets it up and then lets you loosen the world, which is perfect for this type of game. It's not overly complicated and it doesn't, like, it doesn't really lock you out from anything. Like You can go anywhere on the map as long as you can get there. Um, obviously, there are some enemies and stuff like that that might try and block your progress and stuff like that. But uh, I think that the way the game's set up, as a jump in and get and get going game is perfect. Um, it reminds me, me. It reminds me a lot of uh, Infamous Second Son and uh, Saints Row Four, 
but it's far, far better than Central <laughs> Far 4. better than Central 4. It's more like <laughs> yeah. Central 3 or 2, one of the better ones, yeah. No, but it was in Central 4 where you had, like, they tried to basically make it like Crackdown because they put you in, like, a simulation and then they gave you oh, a bunch of right. superpowers and you could fly and stuff like that. Yeah. And you definitely feel kind of superpowered in this and you're continuously, like, powering stuff up. And I really like the way that you actually, like, level up your abilities as well just by doing stuff. Like, it reminds me of Oblivion in that regard because, like, in Oblivion... Yeah, I remember standing yeah. jumping for ages to be able to jump higher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you leveled up your your tributes by doing the stuff that you wanted to level up. So, like, if you wanted to get good at sneaking, then you sneak about a lot. If you want to get good at like uh, lock picking, then you lock pick a lot of stuff. If you want to get good at melee, you melee. Magic, magic. Like, uh, and I thought that was a great way to uh, to kind of level up and get better at doing stuff. Um, and this game does the exact same. And I love it every time you level up a, an attribute as well. Because like, it gives you this kind of rumble and a kind of wah, blast, and also your player grows bigger. <laughs> well, I don't know if he grows bigger for all of them, but um, strength he does. He certainly does grow bigger for strength. Yeah, um, don't you get through um, melee attacks, which I yeah. haven't used too much of because they're not that effective right now. But but I've really enjoyed the game so far, and I think I've put maybe like six hours in something like that now into the the yeah. campaign. And yeah, really, really enjoying it so far. It's it's a romp for sure, um, and it's not giving you like a Last of Us level of storyline type thing. But that isn't no. what I expected from this game at all. The game's delivered on. Uh, it's actually over delivered to be honest on fun, like yeah, because because I didn't think like I thought it would be all right, um, and I would jump in and play for a bit, and then probably not go back to it. But it's been one of the games where I have been drawn to go back to it, and um, even. Even though today, for example, like I was like, I want to go back and play a bit more of Anthem because I, I played it last night and and I really liked what I played, and then played it again tonight just to get the kind of feel for how the game was going to go once you were connected online, and didn't really enjoy it that much because the mission was very similar to the first mission. And I'm like, okay, I can see the loop here of what this is going to be, this the whole same thing over and over again. Whereas like Crackdown's just fun. <laughs> Like really fun. Everything you're doing. Yeah, even 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 though there is repetitiveness to it, it it doesn't feel that way because, like it, like you said, it is just fun. Like it's it's a it's actually a joy to play. And I know a lot of people are criticizing it, but the game is fun. Like it's not designed to be like a Last of Us style or Hellblade style BAFTA award winning game. It's a fun game, and sometimes that's okay. If I was writing a review, that's what I would say. Like, yeah. sometimes it's okay for a game just to be fun. Yeah, 100%. And, like, the game looks great and it handles great as well. And, like, you always feel like you're uh, you're working towards something with leveling your Progression, well. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Whereas, like, a lot a lot of like, kind of open world games now take, might take hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to progress. But, like, even in the early, even in the early game, um, but in, in this game, I, I feel like I'm always hitting, like, a new milestone for something... Um, or I'm always on the cusp of like hitting something, or I can always see something that's gonna help me out in some way or other. Um, and a lot of squirrels. Think, there's a lot of squirrels, yeah. Um, and I don't think I've ever, I've never felt bored in the game as of yet. And um, I've, I haven't felt it being repetitive at all, to be honest. No. Because like even when like I'll go and I'll, I'll go to do one of the kind of missions and like take out a a po- uh, an outpost or whatever, like even those have all felt relatively different. Because they've got different enemy types and stuff like that, and they've int- they, they just had one. I just had one of the monorails where I was like, okay, this will be the same as the other one, but it wasn't because they had like these uh, 
they had like these turrets that were attached to like a monorail and they were shooting at me and they yeah. were moving about and I was like oh that's different it's like a new enemy type that I haven't seen before and stuff like that I thought it's really cool um, and obviously there's like tons and tons of different weapons that you can swap back and forth between um, at your uh, like loadout sort of points um, and I think that helps vary up the the gameplay as well um, and it, like in between that you've also got like essentially jumping puzzles which I think are perfect because they don't like pitch themselves as like this is a jumping puzzle it's just here's a thing that's in the world there's something at the top of it if you want to go and get it you need to work out how to get up there and yes. it, just, it doesn't really tell you anything beyond that it's like just work it out and I think that's genius um, yep. some of them are even just like on the top of a building but it's like you need to navigate your way up the side of the building and obviously as you power up you're going to be able to jump higher so that's going to negate some of those but in this these kind of earlier areas of the game um, working out how to jump up these buildings sometimes can be quite tricky and it reminds me a little bit of Assassin's Creed in that regard because remember they used to have climbing puzzles where you'd have to work out how to get up the side of a building whereas in new Assassin's Creed it's just like you can climb any surface, even if it's a vertical rock wall. Like, so I think it's really cool, and and it feels fresh to like bring something like that back in. Like, oh, climb this thing, work out how to do it. I'm not going to tell you. Like, do it any way you want. If you can get up there, brilliant. If you can't, well, maybe come back later. Like, that's yeah. fucking cool. Yep, because sometimes you might need to adjust your um, your jumping skills. Um, you might need to get more agility. Um, or you might need to unlock the jetpack boost, you know, or the double forward thrust because there's a double forward thrust um, to get over to the other side because there's ones that are wider apart, you know, for the it's the propaganda towers you're talking about. It's the puzzles, uh, and not, some of them are even, go- not even not even that. Like, there's some just like buildings <clears> where there's not like a staircase up them where you need to jump up the balconies and that sort of thing. And you need to work out how exactly to get up them. And some of them don't have balconies until higher up. Some of them have got some low down, but then none higher up. You have to try to work out how to jump up, like through window, like on window ledges and like uh, air vents and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's a really well designed world for you just to go out and play about in. And that's oh, it's, it's the perfect, it's a perfect fun sandbox. That's what I think. Like it's not too big a map, but it's big enough that if you look about, it's it's got enough fun. I I love it. Absolutely. Love yeah, it. I think it's I think it's really good. I think uh, people. Like judging it like online, um, people that have played it for review have gone yep. into it with the wrong mindset. Attitude. Yep, they're looking for <laughs> the next, the next big thing, and it's not attempting to be anything more than a fun game. Yep. And I'm not meaning to put it down by that, but that's legitimately how to play it. If you like fun games, you know, get this. Yep, and I, I would say that if you've got an Xbox, get Game Pass. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Like, you need to play it. It's fucking fun. Like, if you like fun, you like this game. It's that yeah. simple. And, and there's nothing more fun than just like, even like, because uh, I was found in like GTA, for example, because you've got a kind of wanted level type system going on in this. So, like, once you cause enough havoc, like, people will come and try to, like, authorities will come and try to take you down. Um, and even doing that is. Yeah, fun. and there's four, like, there's four different factions, right? And I've got a bit. Fun. Have you beat the boss that me and you were fighting yet? No, not yet. Get, right. So I beat him, and see, once you beat him, the over sort of the mafia sort of gang list or whatever it is, the ones that took over the city, 
she sends out this new enemy type that are like these fucking robot things that are tough as shit and see if you cause if your wanted level doesn't dip quick enough she'll put the city on lockdown until like she sends a wave of enemies and you have to defeat like 50 enemies and like they don't go away they're relentless they get sent in these like sort of pod things so it even ups the ante then again so like not only do you have your three wanted levels for each faction that there's four of you know you've also got the wanted level for this woman if you're causing too much hassle she'll lock the 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 area of the city down that you're in and you can't leave until you've defeated like Mm -hmm. 99 enemies or maybe not as high as that but you know the the lockdowns apparently get worse Every single boss you take out in an area, because there's four areas, and then the fifth one in the middle, she ups the lockdown size and the amount of her things you have to take out. So that's a further challenge to that as well. Nice. Um, like I like it every time when when someone does come and try and attack me, and then you've got like a rocket and or that, an explosive <laughs> weapon, you just blow up their car. It kills them all. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really like doing that, and it just looks awesome when you blow things up as well. Um, I do wish there was maybe like a little bit of destructibility in the city, but I don't miss it that much because all the cars and shit like that all blow up and they all blow up really nicely. So you can cause a lot of damage in this in this world. Yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff that you can blow up as part of like the missions and stuff like that. So there's lots and lots and lots of fucking explosions. Oh, there is, yeah, indeed. And Terry um, Crews is, is in the game. Like, Terry Crews is in the game. Uh, so um, I've played a bit took out the the character that you were um, I took out the character me and you were doing superbly in this you forgot to talk about that hmm. yeah we like like you say we do. We did jump in and do uh, a bit of the co-op I jumped into your world and we did a few of the kind of uh, what is it called there like this machinery type things that you have to destroy and then you end up having to fight a, big, a guy that's in like a big mech essentially and that was quite tricky actually yeah because you have to take out him and you have to take out the guys about him but he get he regenerates his power from a core and that core's got quite a big health bar on it so um but co-op do you want to talk about how that works yeah, the co-op worked out <clears throat> perfectly to be honest apart from when we got that glitch but um, it was easy to do just sent an invite I, um, I jumped into your game yeah um, and we just continued on from where uh, well you did jump into my game first and we unlocked a couple of things uh, and then we jumped into your game and we continued on with the like, kind of story sort of thing um, and we blew up a bunch of shit and went and fought this guy um, good thing about that was that all my characters progress uh, all carries over into my game so like when I've gone and picked up like orbs and stuff like that that all stays in my game. So, like, it was funny. I was going and, like, I, I saw, like, an uh, agent DNA thing on the map, and I'm like, oh, I'll go get that. It's like, <laughs> nope, completed. Already got this. I'm like, okay. Because, <laughs> obviously, I got, it in, uh, I got it in your game. So, I like how that carries over. Um, I chose not to carry over my progress in the world. Uh, however, I could have done that as well. But purely because you were a wee bit further on than me, um, I didn't want to carry that over. But I don't think it would have really made that much difference to it to be honest if I had carried it over what the world yeah no I don't think it would have I was slightly ahead of you yeah because it it says like oh do you want to save over your world and I was like "Mm, no not really (laughs) it's it's good it's good that it gives you the option Mm. 
I could have put that in a separate save file though and then continued on from your one if I'd wanted but I chose not to do that um, but yeah I, I liked that whole seamless co-op thing it was good fun and I like uh, I could have gone anywhere in your world and still been in there it doesn't seem to like rubber band you rubber band me to you which is an issue in other games like uh, Ark for example does a rubber band and thing so like I played a good chunk of that with Fraser and I always had to stay within like a certain vicinity of Fraser yeah like I couldn't go way over to the other side of the map and like go and get stuff and then come back I had to stay within like a couple of hundred yards of him at all times or it would just pull me back and if he went away somewhere else like say if he died and then respawned somewhere it would pull me back to be near to him which is really annoying. And it, this game does not do that. Cause you did like, you can go anywhere. And, yeah. Yeah, you did <clears throat> die at one point and then respawn and then you came back like on foot to me. Yeah. And like I could go the other side of the map and leave you doing stuff there and like it's not like there's a block respawn me like you were talking about. I could literally go and do my own thing and you could be taking on that boss and I could be... I don't know if you took on the boss that would like spawn me next to you, but it didn't because you were fighting the boss and I had to make my way back to you. Do you know what I mean? So I could easily just went off to another part of the city while you're doing that, which is awesome that it does this. Yep. Um, absolutely love the game. Like I said, I've took out that. I've done like... I've, I think I've got a note here of what I've done. <clears throat> Obviously, we're, it sounds like we're just jumping straight in this, but we'll explain the reason why later on. Um, so I finished all the Chimera plans. Destroy the sort of, like, uh, crane that's kind of pumping up and down. Chimera's obviously the green stuff. You have to throw the rocks underneath them. You know, those sort of things. Yep. So I've I've took out all them and the bosses appeared. That's the second boss. And I've done, like, seven out of the propaganda tower. And you were 100% right. Later on, it does get extremely hard. Like, some of them, uh, you get a double boost in the air, and some of them are kind of, like, away from each other the platforms because they start off by moving and then they start off by like spinning around in circles and then the next one you've got a laser grid on it and then this one you have to zoom over to the other one and then bounce over the laser grid and yeah they do get harder but they're so much fun to do because you replace the women doing the propaganda with a giant Terry Crews um so I like I said I've, I played a bit more unlock the second boss um, but then again, you're not restricted to doing it. You can do it any way you want. Like you don't have to go around the way that I'm doing it. You could end up. I ended up just causing mayhem last night before I went to bed because it's one of those. I'm never going to be bored in this game until I finished it. Obviously, and mm-hmm. even once I do, if I've still got the agility, one of those. I'm like, oh, I do kind of want to finish off the agility orbs because I've done it in Crackdown One. Like you said, the people reviewing this online. If you read the fan reviews, this is one of those. Like you know, to excuse it. And then the public reviews is like 99%. You know, it's one of those. Um, that's what I'm getting with this game. But all the feedback on Twitter, for the most part, the ones that haven't read the reviews, because some of the people criticising them, it's just comments out of the reviews. And it's like, have you played the game, though? Probably not. So just go and play it. If you're saying you're not having fun with this game, but you like Crackdown 1, then you're lying. Um, looks absolutely beautiful. It does kind of a cool thing in co-op as well, but it downscales my Xbox One X graphics to Andy's Xbox One S so that there's no differences in frame rates and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. which is awesome. Um, Wrecking Zones, the multiplayer, um, it's Capture the Flag or Team Deathmatch, and that's where the destruction of the city comes in that we were promised three years ago when it was meant to release uh, in the main game. But see, to be honest, even though I was going into this game preparing to be disappointed, Andy, because remember, when we found out they got away, with, they took away the cloud destruction in the main game, it was disappointing. So I'm very surprised at a game that 
I'm happy to play co-op in this at any point, you know? And I'm also having a blast. And like you said, the story isn't BAFTA winning. It's not like the shit Shawshank Redemption, but it's enough. It's like, there's bad guys. You're fucking Terry Crews in an armoured suit. You can power up. You've got like laser guns and yeah, beat the bad guys. So that's that's the sort of game it is. It's not aiming to be anything more than people sometimes... They forget to look for fun in games and rate that. They have to look for, is it Emmy Award winning? What's the shading like? What's the shadows like? And I'll tell you, they're really good in this game. I love the graphics. I love the cell shading. I love the way it looks. Um, the sort of holograms that, like his suits, even you damage your shield and it flashes red, goes blue when you're doing good. You've got the two holograms that pop out in both shoulders and your name tag, Jackson, because I'm playing as Terry Crews. And if you're not, you're not. Um, Terry Crews will say some funny things as he walks. And like I said, not every game has to be like Hellblade. Not every game has to be Final Fantasy VII. Sometimes it's okay just to be fun. Like, And I'm glad that me and Andy have took a step back and played this game for what it is because the people criticising it, I generally think they're playing it for all the wrong reasons. Like, I get what a critic's meant to be, but you can't nitpick something apart for being something it's not. And that's what's happened with this game. They're picking it apart, trying to make it like... The same people are the ones that hailed Red Dead Redemption 2 as one of the generations. That's not a game, like Andy said, that respects your time. I did try and go back and play that game. Oh my god, like, I've, I've, I've had walking simulators that were more entertaining than this. And I hate to call games that, but, eh, like, honestly, see, just getting from your base camp to the main town is monotonous in that game. Like, and it's all grey, brown, and dull as fuck. Everything in this game's close to hand. There's always something nearby. There's always event happening, there's always enemies jumping out of cars, there's always things to collect, there's stuff to shoot, you know, there's things to jump for, the game handles well, the lock-on's bought on for like a game, like, I remember Grand Theft Auto 4 being horrendous, and sometimes Grand Theft Auto 5 was a wee bit nitpicky, you know, when you tried to target an enemy, this is spot on, like, the punching them when you get close, boosting your strength, like, everything in it's fun, and I think it's about time that it'll never happen, and I know this sounds like I'm making a st- but it's time for video game journalists to reevaluate what the fucking job is. Like, are you seeking for the next Resident Evil 4 that tops the list all the time? Or are you going to look at games being what they're meant to be? Like a fun hobby to play and pass the time? They don't all have to be fucking award-winning. Oh my God, have you seen the uh, Aunt Alison in this game? Is it fun to play? Like, half the reason indies are successful is because most of them are fun to play, right? The, 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 they don't have the budget to be these big, epic fucking things. But, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I appreciate, like, games like Hellblade and The Last of Us and stuff like that just as much as I do this, but there's a, there, there is a place for this type of game, and it's not a place that, that, that the games go to. Like, even Grand Theft Auto Five is coming away from the fun and like going towards more serious... Don't get me wrong, GTA V is a superb game and it's in my top games of all time, but it's kind of going more serious and realistic, you know? Um, talking about, like, you can, you've can, you got a bank in it, for fuck's sake, you can buy stocks and, you know, like, <laughs> this is th- this is just, like, a cast back to the time where you would get a game because the cover looked good and you would go home and you would fucking love that game. You have, you've never seen a review on it, but that's from a time from when I was younger and Andy was... You wouldn't you wouldn't find out the review for the game because the the game magazines were out every month with the internet with instant access to see what games are like. If we liked the game, the look of the front cover and the back, that's what we we had to buy games from. And I'm not saying that that's a reason to do this, but this is kind of like that. Like, oh my god, that game is so fun! But you would get guys that would nitpick it and strip it down. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do this. 
Crackdown 3 is not designed to do all these things. Crackdown 3 is designed to like be big, stupid, in-your-face fun without going to the over-the-top ridiculousness that Central 4 did that kind of, it took fun, but then it went, okay, this is just silly now. Crackdown 3 still kind of takes itself as a serious like action kind of game. Not serious, but you know, like it doesn't go to that like slapstick-style stupidness that Central ended up being. Like, Central went the opposite way of GTA. Um, and it went too far, I think. But Crackdown, if you love the first Crackdown, you're going to love this game. And if you're picking faults with it, then you're not. This game is not for you. You're not playing the right game. You need to go and play fucking pure chess with Andy or something like that. You know, it's. <laughs> I know that sounded like a big fucking rant or speech, but you know what I'm getting at here, don't you? Like, game journalists are sometimes reviewing games for the wrong reasons. That's what I'm feeling. Or given games that, because of their pedigree, deserve the scores. They're given games like that. Like I don't think Kingdom Hearts three is a ten out of ten perfect game. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It seems very weird to me that like Kingdom Hearts is getting like nines and tens out of ten everywhere, and then like something like this is getting like fives and sixes. I'm like, I personally am having more fun with this than I've had in Kingdom Hearts. I would 100. percent I would 100 percent agree, and I'm a big fan. Like, yeah, yeah, <clears> I, I love Kingdom Hearts, but like. A lot of it's this, dull and uninspired. Yeah, and like this feels new and fresh and fun. Uh, and maybe it's because I haven't played Crackdown 1. Maybe it is that. But I have, and even compared to that, this is, regardless of what Fraser said, like this is taking it to another level. Like It looks next-gen. I don't care what he says. It's 100% next-gen looking. It's beautiful. The neonness, the cell shadiness. Sure, it's not for everybody. Hmm. But the exact same way the Wind Waker wasn't for but Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is a fucking phenomenal game if you can look past those graphics but this, these sort of graphics aren't even that style of cell shading do you know what I mean they're kind of almost realistically kind of blood dragon style neon uh, the music's cool in the game me and Andy have made our own spy playlist that will tell you where to get in a minute when Andy makes an announcement but honestly video game journalist do yourself a favour and ignore what's written about this game and if you've got Game Pass and you're listening to this just download it and if, if you don't like fun, don't download it. But see if you want to just have fun with a video game. If you mess with fun in video games, which sometimes I do. Like, I've even read a review that it said, sometimes video games don't have to be fun to, to be good. And I'm like, isn't that the point? Like, isn't it? Like, you're supposed to be having fun in what you're doing. And if the game's not fun, then surely it's not a good game. But that's not the way that the rating system went. They kind of went the snobby way of like the fucking Oscars that vote the most boring fucking films in the world as the best film ever and it's like, no one liked it. No one did. Like, <laughs> you know, I, would, I would say it's kind of um, video games trying to become art forms. So yeah, if you look at... It doesn't like, have to be. Of, yeah, but look at a load of the art that's out there. It's utter shit. Like, and people have... Like, people will say, Said like, it's the best paint in the world. The best paint in the world. I don't like the Mona Lisa. I don't think it's great it's, at all. It's a totally Whistler's mother was better. Thing. Yeah, and there's like fucking many, many paintings out there that oh, that I would say were way, way better than the, the Mona Lisa and, and Whistler's mother and things like that. Um, yeah, it's subjective, obviously. Yeah, 100%. Um, but then once you pull like enough opinions together, like on gaming, like games like Crackdown seem to go down, whereas like if you pull enough opinions together on the Mona Lisa, <clears> the art critics, it's still right up there. It's like one mm-hmm. of those weird things. Um, but if you go and look at what people are actually talking about, that normal people that came out, played the game, everyone I've spoken to, with the exception of Fraser, has really enjoyed Crackdown. Yeah. 
Yep. That's uh, all I've heard people say about it. Like, like yeah, I really like it. Like, Do you know what I mean? Though it's just it just seems just seems to be like a trend. Like, and I partly miss the the days where like we had nothing to base an opinion on a game. Of, you know what? But the front and the back of the the game. Hmm. And you went home hoping that that game would do you the next six months till it was your birthday or Christmas, you know, like, like, and I'm not saying buy one game a year. This game's free practically if you get Game Pass. You can even get, if you don't have Game Pass and you've never had it, you get a free week. Try it, honestly, like, Game Pass is 100% worth it if you can afford it. But, like, Crackdown 3 is phenomenal. Like, it's so fun to play. It doesn't have to be the fucking, the Mona Lisa of games to be the best game. This is the best game I've played this year, and that's including Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil 2 Remake is good for what it is, but this is far more fun than Resident Evil. That's not saying Resident Evil is not a fun game, but it's more a puzzle third-person shooter. Mm. This game's just balls out fun, and I don't care what anybody says. Like, this game's fun. You can't take that away from it. And to be fair, most reviews do say it's fun to play, but then they criticise it for that. But these are the same people that criticise Crackdown 2 for being too different from the first one. They're criticising this one for being similar. The people that are making this probably went, all right, they love Crackdown 1. Let's make it handle like that. I picked this up and went, this is brilliant. This is what I wanted. And like, like I pointed out, Gears of War 4 isn't a big leap apart from graphics away from Gears of War. Same gameplay. Gears of War 3, Gears of War 2. Take away the online modes and you're playing the exact same game with a different story. Halo is the same. Don't care. Don't care how many people are crying just now. Sometimes sequels are similar to the one before them, surprisingly enough. And it's not... Almost always. So, like, there's only been three Crackdown games and see people saying there's too much of this, like Fraser did. There's not. There's not enough of this. There's not enough of Crackdown 3. There's not enough games that I can just pick up and enjoy for just being a fun game. Like... There's plenty of games I can pick up and enjoy the story that's like a three three fucking hour movie. Well, longer than three hour movie because some games go on for 40 hours. Yeah, sure. But sometimes by the end of those games, I'm tired of it. You know, that way where it's like, just yeah. fucking end. And this game, it's like, when this ends, I might be a bit disappointed. Like, not story-wise, but just for the fun. Like, once I've cleared up the city, and it's the fact that I'm talking about clearing up the city. Because look at Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It went too far in open world of going, look at this, yeah. look at this, look at this. Crackdown 3, I think, has got the perfect balance of, oh, try here, oh, try here. It's it's the one more go kind of game, like five more minutes. Like, me and you went to go to bed at, what, half two? It was half past fucking three by the time we wound down that game, even though we were both exhausted and not really speaking much in the mic. It was just, orb over here, orb, orb <laughs> over here. And now, this was the game that's big, te- giant Terry and baby Terry, because we were two different sized, but I had so much fun, and, like, They've they've nailed co-op for the first time, I think, ever in a game that I can remember. Co-op works perfectly. Um, I'm probably being a bit too much of the first time ever, but in recent memory, it's the first time co-op's been done really well. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely... Crackdown 3 is definitely the top game of my year so far. Yeah, probably the same for me. Like, uh, I need to put more, some more time into it, but yeah. it's it feels like a very Xbox game, and it feels perfectly at home on the Xbox which is, which is ideal because a lot, a lot of games. Like if I play them, I, I might go. I like this game, but I would rather play it on PlayStation. Yeah. But this one, I'm quite happy playing it on the Xbox. Like I'm not, I'm not wishing it was on PlayStation to get trophies. Um, which I think is, uh, I've not had that since Quantum Break. I don't think. Yeah, an actual Xbox feeling Xbox. Yeah. 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 Like uh, I never really got that so much with like Sea of Thieves or um or even uh what was it on Forza. I never really <laughs> felt that too much. Yeah, they could I I could see those being on either platform. 
but like games like this and like Fable 2 like Fable 3 not so much but like back in the day was awesome it was an Xbox game and it was like I had my 360 I had my PS3 but I'd play my 360 for Fable this is the game now where it's like I need to play my Xbox for Crackdown do you know yeah but I think like this game this game has pulled me more to the Xbox than any game has like for since Tomb Raider yeah probably since Tomb Raider which made me buy an Xbox one um but like, uh, but yeah, this game's made me go and play the Xbox more, just by being more in that ecosystem, which is the exact idea that Microsoft wants you to do with Game Pass. Yeah, that's why they've done it so to get people in that ecosystem and playing uh, the Xbox more. So like, with with Anthem for example, like I played that on Xbox because oh I've got EA access there it is. I'm like oh I'm I'm on the Xbox anyway. I'll download this while, crack, while I'm playing Crackdown. And oh it's installed. Oh I'll jump in and play it. And I tried it. And okay well, I. I didn't like it that much, so I'm not going to buy it. But if I did engage with it, then I would probably buy it on Xbox because my progress will carry over. So yep. it's it's smart marketing, like and and even with with uh, I've I've been playing Pez 2019 on the Xbox, which because it's on Game Pass, and this is like unheard of. Like I've played like nearly a full season now, and I I didn't even buy it on PlayStation this year, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is wild. But yeah, um, but yeah, Crackdown 3 is really good. Um, get Game Pass, get it. If you've got an Xbox, or even a PC, because I'm, I'm sure it's on like PC as well, because it's a Play Anywhere game. Um, 100% play it. It's great fun. Absolutely. If you, hate fun, it, if you hate fun, don't bother. Yeah, and we're not being sarcastic saying that. Um, it is actually, like I said, you're not going to get a BAFTA game, so if just plays Hellblade-style games, and now I've played Hellblade. But like, if you just want a game where it's like, Oh, I'm kind of burnt out after Resident Evil 2. I'm kind of burnt out after Kingdom Hearts 3, like me. Hmm. Play this. Like, this is perfect. Like, Andy's playing it alongside an RPG, which usually you need. This game is a game, you know how sometimes you look for that game to just throw on and have a go of? I didn't even have that from GTA 5. Oh, I'm no, all right. <laughs> I didn't have that. I'm just going to stick it on and mess about. Because they've made it more realistic it, and they've put most of the sort of parts of GTA 5 in the online for that which sucks because I used to miss the old cause a, cause a riot in the games this is the game for you like if you just want I can't be bothered doing missions I don't want to play any game Crackdown's now the one I'm going to put on because it's like I'm not in a game not, not that I'm not in a gaming mood but you know I don't want my brain to have to work just put it on and you'll have a blast literally and if you listen to our playlists it'll be even more so yeah 100% so let's get to the to the announcement so you might have already seen this on on Twitter, but uh, myself and Ali, along with uh, Fraser, who used to be on this show, uh, did uh, we basically brought out another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and now forty two is not going anywhere. It's still going to be a weekly show, just the exact same as it's always been. But we we kind of had an idea to do. Well, Ali had an idea to do another show, and we thought it sounded like good fun, so we decided to do it and. Um, it was a good way to get Fraser back involved with it as well. So we are now also doing the Xbox Show UK, which is going to be a probably monthly show where we <clears> talk only about Xbox. And that's not going to affect the content on here at all because nope. we'll still do our weekly stuff and we'll still talk about what we've been playing and all that. But that show is going to be entirely focused on Xbox stuff. So we'll talk about um, what we've been playing on Xbox only and whatever the big Xbox thing is 
for that month and we'll talk about the uh, games on game pass and the games with games with gold and stuff like that um and we did the first episode we recorded it on sunday and it's now uh it's now live and um, it's not in all of the usual feed places as of yet but it is uh submitted to there and it will go live on those as time goes by um but if you go to at the xbox show uk on twitter then you'll be able to find the first episode there. And you'll also be able to find uh, myself and Ali curated playlists uh, to listen to whilst you're uh, playing Crackdown 3. And playlists that we f- of music that we thought worked well with Crackdown. <laughs> I think your playlist is very different from mine. <laughs> yes, yes, it is indeed. Yeah, it is indeed. Mine's is more hip-hop based to you. I'd imagine yours is more rocky based. Yeah, mine's more... Uh, rock and, and metal and stuff like that and i still tried to go with like a certain sort of vibe when i was uh when i was making the playlist going for like big bombastic songs and um, even for the the heavier uh, music that is in there and, and i still did have some uh rap and hip-hop stuff in there and um, i tried to stay away from anything that was like a downer song because like yeah. when you're playing when you're playing crackdown no you feel down you feel like yeah i want to get onto the next thing and i want to blow this shit up and like i want to jump up high you know like all that and it's it's to kind of give you that feeling of the game because the soundtrack in the game is good but um and there's radio stations i'm sure in the cars too and like there's music in the cars but who the fuck wants to drive about <laughs> for the most part once you once you can jump about enough then you, you're not really going to want to be driving about unless you've got you've got to go somewhere and you've already collected all the things in that area but but yeah, so there is. A, we've made these playlists, and you can listen to them on Spotify now, um, and you can get those links um, on our Twitter page as well. There, we've, we've tweeted them out, so you can get them there. Um, but yeah, that's the the show is the show is now there. The Xbox Show UK at Twitter. There's the Xbox Show UK. We do have a YouTube side of you like our subscribers to get a custom URL. So I'm pretty sure you can search and find us, but. If once if we get to hundred subscribers in that one, we'll change it because uh, we we will do some video content down the line on the Xbox. Like I do want to definitely stream some co-op with. I th- I would have loved to have been able to. You, you can't always know when you're going to have a, a hilarious night in co-op, um, or multiplayer. And we did like Giant Terry and Baby Terry would have been hilarious to put up. I think, but um, <laughs> we'll we'll get some on that. And like I said, Anchor FM, you can get us there just now. But if you follow at the Xbox Show UK. Um, there's a link to our first episode that's up. It's already there. It's it's not a long show like this one. It's just uh, an hour long. Um, we're going to do it monthly, like Gandhi said, at the moment. Um, but we are, I'm in the process of using a new method to get this on all the usual places like Google Podcasts and iTunes and stuff. So <clears throat> I'm just going to double check to see if it's been uploaded as we speak. Um, it's not anywhere else yet, but once it is, it'll be on like Apple Podcasts, you know, it'll be on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, all these sort of places, Podbean. Um, at the moment, you can listen to it, anchor.fm forward slash the Xbox Show UK. Um, it's an app and it's a brilliant app. If you download it and you're interested in making podcasts, that's the easiest way to make a podcast. <laughs> if that was around seven years ago, our job would be much easier. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely check it out. We're not going to be changing over forty two to no. to that. We'll keep forty two as is, and it'll remain exactly the same as it's always been. Um, no changes episodes, to this show. Yeah, except for the episodes are almost up to date now. Um, yes. A quick quick update on that. So we're now up in the upload feed. We're now up to episode three hundred and one. So 
uh, by the time you hear this episode, if you're listening on the feeds, uh, everything will be up to date. Completely. Um, so we're now, this is episode 312, so we've only got 10 or so episodes left to go, so those will be done within the next few days, and uh, we'll be up to date, and then I can, I just have one episode to upload every week, as opposed <laughs> to like 5, 10 episodes that I've been doing the last wee while, which is draining. Um, but one episode is totally manageable, and uh, apologies for the uh, delayed upload on some of those episodes, which some of them were a long time. And once the once the feed is updated, we will have a big announcement for you. With yes. To yes. See, see, see the the string on your hoodie is that? Is it what? What's you know the bits uh, that come out the hood? What are those called? The bit on your hoodie. I mean, I would kind of describe them as tassels almost. But yeah, like, it's I a tassel. You, I think you would just call it a tire. My hoodie tie. Why? <laughs> Why? Why is this important? You'll see on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so at the Xbox Show UK, uh, follow, follow us there and you can catch all the stuff about Xbox. Uh, we are not currently planning a PlayStation show, which is the same, <laughs> just in nope. case, or a Switch show at the moment, which... Uh, which you might expect us to do now because we're doing an Xbox show. Um, but you never know in the future. Uh, there does already exist the PlayStation Show UK, so I would uh, always divert to the, those guys if you are after PlayStation-focused content. Um, those guys are, are friends of the show, and uh, some of them have been on the show a few times, like uh, the Big Don and D-Sonics have been on a bunch of times. So uh, go, yeah. go and check those guys out because they, they guys do a good show. And we are now in direct competition with them, <laughs> Xbox Show UK versus PlayStation Show UK. Um, yes. So I'm sure we can have fun with that in the future as well. Oh, definitely. Like, we're, we're doing different things in that show. Yeah, like doing the Achievement Leaderboard um, competition, who wins that. Mm-hmm. We're talking more in depth about Game Pass and Games with Gold than we do in this show, because usually just run through it. Um, and we're specifically, it's only going to be Xbox games we talk there. So, like, we do Xbox News and stuff. It's it's different from this show. And like Andy said, this show's not changing or going. This is all games for life until we retire. So um, we're not going to leave to a podcast network or anything that does comedy shows. The other thing about that show that we've uh, tried to do, and we were successful doing it in the first episode, is that we did make it a clean show. So if you do have kids that want to listen, yes, they can listen to that show. You, you did swear. Kids? You did swear once, but I didn't there was swear. did I? You you said shit. Yeah, you said oh, shit. Oh man! I pointed okay, it out. Yeah, during Monday <laughs> Ranch, you said all oh, that all oh, that shit, and it's fine though because I've I've seen that in PG movies before. Like you can have dead. one swear word. You can have yeah. one swear word in the movie. Okay. Well, oh, once oh, upon a dead. Once upon a Deadpool's are twelve, <laughs> and it swears all the time. So. But yes, it is more child orientated, especially sometimes. Kind of off topic. Um, on that show, it's very much more focused and it is child friendly, like Andy said. So yeah, your kid can listen to it. I can't believe I swore. I didn't realize I fucking swore. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. I'm so you used just... to swear when I talk to you. That's what it is. I thought it would be phrased that done it as well, but I'll, I'll try harder next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's available. Um, it is currently waiting for all the usual places. Um, don't think this one's going to be in all games. If it is, it's not going to be a live show. I've not thought that far ahead, but yes, it is available now to listen to if you go to at the Xbox Show UK 
on Twitter and there's links there and you'll find our Spotify playlist links and see, let us know what you think on them because um, like Andy said they're both probably very different uh, playlists mine's kind of went into some of the dance song variations because my music's very different from Andy's we kind of cross over in some rap stuff but like it kind of went from rap and I went my way and Andy went his way like after the first few songs we agreed yeah. on <laughs> so that was fun yeah don't think you have ludicrous in yours <laughs> I, I don't think I did no I, I had a good time though making that playlist like so I, went did on I, mus- yeah. I went on a musical journey for about four or five hours, like just making that. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, uh, my wife actually asked me on Sunday, she says, are you and Andy doing a podcast about music? Uh, what do you mean? It's because I was playing about with the intro, you know, that you'd sent me. Yeah, yeah. And and she'd seen me making the Spotify playlist and she says, are you doing a music? I'm like, no, 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 no. She's just for the podcast. So <laughs> that's how in-depth I got with it. So I- I'm going to add some more Well, I removed some songs from it too. Um but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, Crackdown 3. But yeah, check out our new show. If you like it, great. Stick around. Subscribe once it's in your usual places. Give us a follow on Twitter. Stuff like that. Uh, like I said, it's going to be one once a month. We might, if, if it does well or we feel that the cover, we might do an extra episode here or there. But at the moment, it's going to be like every month, like kind of mid-month. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, getting, getting back to this show. Um, sure. Is there anything else that you want to discuss before we wrap up? I think so. How do you? <laughs> There's one thing that I, w- I wanted to ask you about. So, um, the Division Two coming out very right. soon. Open yeah. beta is coming out in the next week or so. Is, yeah. Are you going to play the open beta? I don't know. I, I don't should, know. I think we should try it. Oh, on Xbox, I'll try it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we'll try it on Xbox for the Xbox <clears> show, and we'll never talk about it here again. Uh, no, because I'm really interested in that game, and like, but I'm not interested unless there's other people getting it well, that I can play with. That was my problem with the Division One. You didn't get it until, and no one was playing it. And by the time I moved over to the PlayStation, everybody kind of stopped playing it. So I bought it twice, and nobody was playing it. I was so excited for it. And it was a game that you really needed to get in on the ground floor to play with your friends, and I think this one will be as well. And it's very much not a solo game. Um, yep. So I don't know. I love my Tom Clancy game, but I don't know if I'll be day one on it. But yeah, sure, we'll, I'll play the beta. I'll play the beta if I've got time, yeah. Even it's if it's like an hour. I'm, I'm really interested in it. Like, I know, uh, yeah. <laughs> because, because see the... Uh, the <clears throat> that anthem, like, I, got, I got the feeling of that... Um, like getting together with people and and playing and and it was great when I was on the ground. I'm like, this is fun, like shoot a bunch of stuff with people. There's no not too much story to that, but I think there's going to be a wee bit more story and stuff like that in in uh, in the division. Um, but then I just didn't like that whole flying thing. But the division obviously doesn't have that, so that immediately removes half of my problem. And I expect the shooting, like the shooting in Division One, was absolutely fine. So I imagine the shooting in this is going to be pretty much the same. So I, I'm really interested in this game. <laughs> I, I want to get in on the ground floor on one of these games, these games of service, to see if I can carry through with it. Because like Destiny and like uh, the original Division, like I'm totally missed those and came to them way way late. And everybody, like you say, had already gotten to gotten to like the end game by then, and they weren't really interested in coming back and helping me through as a beginner player. Um, and then even once you got there with Destiny, for example, it was boring. To get to the to, to like play through the story and get to the end game. The story was okay. I enjoyed. It. I had the, the prequel movie on Amazon. I kind of hope this one's more or less separate. You know, one of those sequels that t- 
ties in if you go looking for it, but the story's more or less separate. I kind of hope that's what it is. I haven't read up too much about it. But yeah, The Division was one I had such high hopes in. Um, and obviously it, it wasn't ruined by by anybody but myself by buying it in the wrong console for the people that I played with. But by that stage, I was kind of moving more towards Xbox. And I just assumed everyone I was playing with in Xbox would have bought it there, but they didn't. They bought it in PlayStation. So now like, we've got a group of friends and we always ask like, what console are you getting it on? Because most of our friends are multi format users so it's you have to kind of figure out right where am i going to play this who's going to play it most who's actually going to be online you know it's it's difficult but i think we could easily get i don't know fraser will probably get in playstation 4 because he plays a lot he's got a team that we don't really play with um and uh i'm pretty sure michael will be getting it and stuff like that because we kind of started building a wee team with call of duty which was good so i'd like to get that back because it worked kind of well the dynamic of me and you and Fraser and Michael, but who knows? Who knows? So if you're uh, if you are planning to buy the division two, uh, let us know what platform you're going to get it on. Uh, yes. At to level one. Yeah. Cool. No, but that's it. Um, that's got this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Um, stay tuned. In a couple hours, you get Chip Seller with the B team and the rest of the guys there. Uh, I've been Ali and he's been Andy. And thanks very much, all games, for putting up with us for yet another week. See you next week. Bye now.